Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Anne-Marie and Anne-Marie is the owner and founder at Mastering Software Unlimited who helps individuals or groups of employees to go beyond the proficiency level in Microsoft Office and Anne-Marie, it's good to have you on this podcast and of course this came out of a one-to-one that we had through an introduction through LinkedIn, in which we learned a little bit more about each other. So for the benefit of the the listeners, give us a little bit more of a story of who you are and how you got into this, uh, I suppose, trade of helping people with Microsoft Office. Well, first of all, thank you, Simon, for allowing me this opportunity to uh, be on your podcast. I'm really excited. Um, I started in 1980 with the introduction to a Lotus box on my internship at IBM and I was flabbergasted because I didn't know what the box represented. I was a third generation language programmer and had no idea that software was hidden in the market. So they told me it was software and I said, what software? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was unheard, unheard of. We were just bringing in uh, the development of PCs for the market. And they told me, learn it. I said, (laughs) okay, which was no, um, there was no training available out there at the time. It was written by the programmers themselves was very high technical, but I plunged through that, that the user manual, which you don't find anymore. And I was, so excited that all that I was doing in third generation language was done really easy in Lotus one, two, three. So I called up Lotus and I asked them if they had a position available in New York city, as you could tell by my accent. And they said, well, we're we're under construction. Give us a call when you graduate. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, you need me because I know your product inside and out. And sure enough, they hired me. Fantastic. And I loved it. I would go out there demonstrating the product, telling people what they need to know. And I found my niche. I hated programming. I hated Mm -hmm. to sit behind a desk. I wanted to be up front and center. And that was why I became a trainer. So after I went with Lotus123, I wanted to expand my market. And I wanted to expand learning more software. And I was just kind of centered only on Lotus products. I wanted to go yeah. out more. So I worked for Chemical Bank and Swiss Bank and AF Hutton on Wall Street. And I got to see all the different software that is out there. Fantastic. Yeah. And at the same time, I found out people weren't that um, open to learning software. They were afraid. Yeah. They couldn't understand the mechanics. And, and times haven't changed much, have they? I mean, you know, I remember the one-to-one when we talked about Lotus One Two Three. And I remember my first computer, and I worked in an office, a construction office, that had two computers, and I was privileged to be given one of them. Yeah. 
and I, and I got and I got the five and a half inch floppy disk version mm -hmm. of Lotus One Two Three, mm -hmm. and the encyclopedia of an instruction manual that went with it. I mean, it was a real you know doorstop. You know, you it was huge. It was and huge. Thing people still are scratching, and I still scratch the surface with a lot of software. We don't really use the software for the levels that we can achieve with it because right. we just scratch the surface don't we we really do they only use one percent of the software yeah and that's really sad and once they once you learn a particular method you don't want to let go of, of that method <laughs> yep. because if it's not broken don't fix it yeah. but i when i worked on wall street like you said we worked with i had an sql pc on my desk i had a wank computer on my desk i had a pc on my desk and every, everything had its own function until yep. we started working with Windows and, and increasing the memory and the storage and all, all that. Uh, but I noticed that um, me as an individual, I want to find the quickest way to get from point A to point B. And I don't sure. want to sit there and I don't, people remember this, plotters would take about an hour to print one, one bar chart. Yep. So the faster I got done with working with my, my spreadsheets, and let the printer do what it has to do. I would take two hour lunches. It was great yeah. because I got done faster, you know? Yeah. So that's how I, and I learned that people couldn't get it. They couldn't understand the terminology. So I grabbed that opportunity and I made people understand in layman term, why things happen by using scenarios. Okay. Okay. Rather than using techie words or don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Excel takes care of it. No, I want to know why. It's like driving a car. Yeah. Why is the brake and the gas pedal important to understand? Why yeah. you should know the mechanisms that are in front of your dashboard and not a year later say, oh, is that what that does? Well, then you understand the consequences, don't you, as well? Yeah. You know, if you understand the workings, you understand the consequences. And, and people and don't check also their, especially in Excel, they don't check the what Excel produces. They think Excel is doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Do you find, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit more as we go into it, but before we go into the first question of coffee, I find that people get given a spreadsheet, whether it's Excel, whether it's on a Mac, if it's numbers or whether it's Google Sheets. And I see this so much where they get given the sheet, they fill it in, but they don't check the functionality and they expect everything that comes out at the bottom to be correct because somebody else has created it, somebody else has put it together and they're just inputting the data and they expect it to be correct. Is that something you find common oh. amongst people? Oh, yes, because sometimes if there is a code number to the left of uh, numbers and they yeah. do an auto sum, yeah. it also takes the numbers. So it takes and then incorporates that into the calculation. I go, you have Excel is just programmed to do what it is of learning the order of operations, mm -hmm. you know, parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, and subtraction, what we learned in grammar school. And when I say order of operation, it's like I, I spoke in Italian. It's yeah. the funniest thing because people don't realize Excel has learned math the way we learned the math. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you put the parentheses in the wrong place, it would do the math the way you put it in. <laughs> Correct. So if you don't know math, yeah. 
Yeah. Excel's not going to say, oh, by the way, are you sure you want to do it that way? I think you should yeah. do it this way. It's not going to talk to you. I actually yeah. had, in, when I worked uh, on Wall Street, I'm not going to mention the person's name, but he assumed that if you put a dollar sign in front of the number, it's going to convert the numbers from liras and pesos into dollar bills, into dollar amounts. Really? I'm going, are you kidding me? I go, so where is this spreadsheet right now that you assumed that it did the conversions? He goes, I already submitted it to the board of, uh, of directors ago. So I said, how fast can you run down that hall and pull it back <laughs> and you have to do the conversions. Yeah, yeah They assumed. Yeah. That was the biggest, I think, glitch I ever encountered in my life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, well, we'll hear a little bit more about that later on. So let's talk about the drinks that we, we've got in front of us first. And as I was just explaining before the recording started, yeah, I've got a confession to make, and listeners, I'm really sorry to have to make this confession. Oh. I do have a coffee. I've I've drunk a huge amount of coffee today, so I actually have a decaf roast coffee. So <gasps> it's my I I have a, a ten pod column of decaf pods, and I've had them for about a year, and I'm only into my second pod. So it's only my second decaf in twelve months. But I'm sorry on this podcast. Yeah, I'm drinking decaf. So tell us a little bit about Anne-Marie. Now I've made that confession and got my black mark. Tell, tell the listeners what you're drinking today. I'm drinking caramel flavor, mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts. It's, uh, I like any coffee that's flavored. Oh, I cannot okay. just drink, drink dark roast. No, I could drink Italian coffee, Gummy yeah. Tabs. Yep. And some buka in it. But in the morning, I'll have <laughs> one ca- uh, I'll have one or two coffee a day. That's it. Okay. So let's just wind that back a second. Sambuca in coffee. Mm. I'm not quite sure, but I've never spoken to anybody who has put Sambuca in coffee. I don't know, listeners, if you've heard of any putting, anybody putting Sambuca liqueurs. Yes. But Sambuca, I mean, that's quite a, an interesting sort of aniseed taste isn't it to the coffee yes, it is it's like anisette it's just either one will work fine yeah anisette or zambuca to the italian tradition either you put lemon or you put lemon sugar or zambuca or anisette really oh, oh yeah okay it's a very good flavor well there you go listeners that's another coffee we've learned to, that perhaps we need to go out and try i had a guest who suggested we put jar the moonshine in our coffee and sent me an image of that. So, yeah, so we've got lots of different alcohol versions of, of coffee that we can have here. And interesting that, you know, I had a guest some time ago and I've, I've actually followed what she told me to do. I've mixed up some cocoa powder and some cinnamon and just sprinkled that onto the top of the coffee. And oh, yeah. that just gives it a little bit of taste as well. Something right, slightly we, different. I have the, um, here's a trick for you. I have the, it's called the bullet, where you can shake up your... yeah drinks so if you put in almond milk and your coffee and i put a little stevia flavor like cinnamon in there yeah. and, you, and you shake it all up it comes nice and foamy on top sprinkle a little cinnamon on it mm. and, you get, and, you, and you get a nice cup of coffee like you went to a cafe fantastic there you go so <laughs> yeah so you got your Dunkin' Donuts coffee uh, with caramel, I think you said. So what is your favorite coffee? You know, is it what you've just described there, okay. the Italian coffee with Sambuca? Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your favorite and, and how you take it. Pumpkin flavored coffee. Okay. 
So when it's get that fall, autumn coming along and you get, the, yeah. I love pumpkin, pumpkin, anything, pumpkin pie, they Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. And also now the, the pods come in pumpkin flavor. The pods do, really? Yes, it does. I buy a whole yeah. case of it. And you <laughs> add a little bit, a little bit of cinnamon, stevia flavor. So you yeah. got that pumpkin pie flavor. Yeah. So you're I must, on a diet. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I went into Starbucks the other day, and we can only do takeaways here in the UK at the moment. But in in Halloween, they mm -hmm. bring out their their pumpkin lattes, which uh, yeah, likewise, I, I love the pumpkin lattes. Then after that's finished, you get the gingerbread lattes, which again is a big favorite of mine. I love anything with gingerbread in it. Um, and I went in the other weekend, and I said, you know, I've got to ask the question. Have you got any gingerbread syrup left? No, sorry. No. Only for Christmas. Yeah. I said, gingerbread shouldn't just be for Christmas, should it? It really shouldn't. Um, and I was gutted. I was hoping to get one of the last. I know it was it runs out, but yeah, I was hoping to get the last gingerbread uh, latte of the season, well, but no, no, no joy there. I'll tell you a little trick how to get it. When the season comes, you go to your local, well, we have a big supermarkets out here that sell, especially Wegmans we have here. It's a very big, very big, fancy, top of the line supermarket, yeah. but they sell the flavor in bottles. So yeah. get the pumpkin. So you have yeah, it. Get the pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> but I was born on Halloween, so I love the flavor of pumpkin. <laughs> that says a lot. So do you take it? Uh, yeah, you mentioned the foam. Do you, do you drink that? pumpkin black or no no no, or no latte almond milk I, I put my almond milk with the stevia cinnamon i spin it around and i get my hot yeah, yeah then you fantastic. get the color the leaves change outside your windows and warm drinking uh -huh. it warm. oh very hot it's gonna yeah, be very yeah. hot what's yeah. the point of having well i do i don't like iced coffee unless it's 95 degrees out yeah yeah i must admit you know we don't get warm enough weather here to, I think, take the benefit of iced coffee. So, uh, yeah, I don't quite uh, get into that either. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to some of the business uh, things now for our listeners. Okay. You, when we had the one-to-one, -one, you talked a lot about the business and how you've shifted in the way and you've seen the way that things have shifted in, in your sector. What's been the latest or most significant thing that you've actually worked on in your own business? Well, I worked on my own business. That was significant. I actually created my own website on my own. Okay, great. Which was a new venture for me because I usually don't like to do anything that's um, programmable, but I actually made a very successful website. I also, being part of BNI, we actually, I created events for my, for our power team, which is really yeah. great in LinkedIn, which I found fascinating. I create love doing PowerPoints for people that I go beyond the trip, the, the traditional. Yeah. So I did on my own Tuesdaystips.com and okay. Tuesday spelled with, with the number two S. So Tuesdaystips.com where we give out free webs, uh, free tips for PowerPoint, Excel and Word. And uh -huh, okay. So yeah. anyone who home, who just want to, it's 12 o'clock Eastern standard time. Yep. But I put on my LinkedIn, uh, anybody who wants to just learn a tip that they didn't realize PowerPoint can do. Fantastic. So and that's two, as in the number two, S, two. day. Days, Tuesdays.com. Tuesdays. Yep. Tuesdays.com. Tuesdays. 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 Tu
Perfect. So and listeners, if- make a note of that and check it yeah. out because I think yeah. all of us have been caught out by a presentation where perhaps somebody else has created it for us and we look at it and we look like rabbits in the headlights because we've seen it for the first time. Uh, and we all have those little quirky things that perhaps we would benefit from by improving our presentations and doing more with the functionality right. of them, transitions and things like that as well. So, Oh, uh, I just taught uh, the morph transition today, what you could do with morph, like when not eliminate an- an- animations. Yeah. If I can find an easy way. That's your I'll way. Do- That's my way. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, and I know some of the listeners will be you know, members of BNI and other networking groups. You talked about power teams and obviously people who you can collaborate with and are easy to pass business between. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about power teams on LinkedIn. Tell us a little bit more about what, you, what you've done there with that, because I'm intrigued about that. Okay. So our power team is called The Borg, B-O-R-G, Business yep. Owners resource group and what we do we give out free seminars every two months in a particular area i gave mine and it's free for any small businesses so we had one that was talked about profit profitability was one of them the second one was talking about using our resources we have one person who does uh, he owns a small business that does payrolls for small businesses. What's the benefit than having it to a larger company? You know, what's behind the scenes from those long, large companies that a lot of people don't know about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the benefits of having a small firm control your payroll. I taught for my free seminar was why Excel would be beneficial for small businesses, what you can do with it. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully they learn this stuff. So we offer this. So it's called the blog. Fantastic. So you've, you've done these things and I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm sure the listeners are picking up on something you're saying here, but it, you know, Tuesdaystips.com, the Borg, a lot of this is giving away free content. And I know some of the listeners, particularly in today's climate, when times are hard and, you know, business, everybody's fighting after business and trying to get the revenue in. Some people are booming. Of course they are, but you know, a lot more are struggling as well. What would you say has been the benefit in the provision of a lot of this content for free? Because I know a lot of people will say will be saying, well, there's only so much you can give for free. And if you keep giving it away from free, where do you monetize that? Is there anything you can share with listeners about how that's worked for you and or perhaps give us some tips of that? It's unfortunate that we're living in this time of our, you know, COVID. And companies are closing down or people are being furloughed. So they had to be home until they go back to work. I, we felt with the Borg and uh, Tuesdaystip.com, I have partnered with skill developers. It's a large company that deals with training with high level IT stuff. So, and, and then I do all the Microsoft products and and things like that, which is growing. Okay. Okay. I'll go today is to help. We need to help society. Mm. Okay. Everybody's looking to make a big buck, make a big buck. Right. Yep. But if you help someone one day, that person will reflect upon what they learned from us. And when yeah. they go into a company and they see that people are, are also struggling. So with virtual training or in-house training, yeah. I know someone who can do this for us. She's fantastic. Yeah. She helped me. 
Yeah. I want to repay back her, her service that she done for me. Yeah. If, if this world is good, because I believe there's good also that oh, that will power overpower evil, okay, yeah. or bad things. I think that if you do good things, good things will come back to you. Yeah. And it has. My business is growing. Come, I actually have a company out in a sweet Switzerland who's looking to hire me when this all blows over. So that's a good thing. She's yeah. gonna send me out there. I've done ebooks, you know, f- that has generated uh, money for me because they realize, hey, she really knows what she's doing. They yeah. see the, um, my skills. Yeah. So, so it show, does show, showcasing the showcasing. best that you can do. And yeah. why can't you help people? And, and I think I think it's important what you said there. And there's a great film. Uh, I think it's called Pay It Forward. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a bit of a tearjerker. But it talks about the fact that you pay forward. And interesting, you mentioned BNI earlier. In our BNI meeting over here, our area director played a video in the 10-minute slot last week. And it was a, a construction worker who came out of a coffee shop, um, saw somebody struggling, helped them. And then it followed this person who then gave help to somebody else. And then it followed that person who gave help to somebody else. And it all came round to the point where at the end, the construction worker was the one that benefited right at the end because he was struggling with something. And it is that circle, isn't it? And, you know, if you give out, but I'm also a great believer. I don't know how long. I don't know how long. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it can feel painful, can't it? It, Sometimes it can be a long while. But I think the, the, the other thing is, is to give your best. You know, listeners, if you're, if you're picking up on this, don't hold anything back. You know, I see a lot of people, particularly in legal and financial businesses, where they're always trying to give you a little snippet, but holding something back so you'll pay for it. And, and you know, I think Anne-Marie's the same as me here. Give the best that you've got. Give people the best that you can be. And that's when the universe does that circular oh. reward and brings it back. Right. So when I was working on Wall Street, I don't know if I'm giving them the company, but I would do that. I would walk around getting my coffee, mm-hmm. walking some of my colleagues on different department levels, and I see them struggling. I say, hey, you know, you could do that. Just do that. Just click on that. I'll help you do that. It wasn't my job. It was not in my yeah. job description. But you know what? I won the quarter of the year employee, and that brought me to the... Um, yearly uh employee of the year i was number one employee not that i brought in money to the company not as because i sold some stocks and made the company a lot of money it's because i did something and in return i got a nice bonus and you know people remember and still i still have contact with those people 30 years later when i'm not i haven't been on wall street in 30 years people remember when you do something good you know, and it felt good that I got an award because I went over the uh, above my my job description, and that's who I am all the time. It's yeah. still like that. I help people all the time. It feels good. It feels good for yourself. It has nothing to do with monetary. It doesn't. Yeah, and and of course, you know, you've given up your time to be on this podcast. Yeah, obviously to reach a wider audience, but mm-hmm. you know, the primary focus of this is to give you, the listeners, something to take away. Right. And something to benefit from. I Always, think you know, you've, you've done uh, that just there. Right. 
even like when I was working down, down, uh, down the city, uh, I didn't know who the CEO was of this company, but just say hello in the elevator. Mm. How are you? Doesn't matter who it was. I actually went back to my manager, go, who's, who, is that your employee that works for you? Because very well, you know, presentable, you know, she was very pleasant in the elevator. I go, I spoke to the CEO. Oh my God. You know, I didn't know. I was just being yeah. who I am. And yeah. he remembered me when he gave me my award. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And it's those things that are memorable, as you say, aren't they? They're the anchors that don't just bring the rewards around. They're the ones that anchor us in people's minds. As you say, you become the person of choice, that you become the go-to person because they remember that. Yeah. So great. So that's a, a real good reason why we should, you know, give stuff away and help people out. Yeah. And as you say, there is... I think we've seen that. I think as you know, not just in one country, but globally, I think we've seen people step up above and beyond. You know, over here in the UK, we had Captain Tom who passed away a couple of weeks ago, who raised 38 million pounds for our national health service by doing a hundred lengths of his garden. And he was overwhelmed by the response of God because he was there to help. All he wanted to do was unconditionally help people. Well, I think we, we have to find, right, with humanity, I believe in humanity. I don't believe in nastiness. So. No. So if you could give, knowing what you know about Microsoft Office, and also, you know, as we talked about in our one-to-one systems and processors, if you could give the listeners one tip or lesson that they could go away from listening with this and do okay. something with, what would that one tip be? Become one with the software. <laughs> oh, okay. That's very philosophical. Okay. A lot of, uh, you know, it's like when you get a new car. I mean, this is my analogy. You feel the way the car drives. You understand the mechanism that is needed for you to drive the car. Yep. Same thing with Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Feel the software. What does the software do? What are the mechanisms that you need to master? Yeah. And become one with it. Don't be afraid. You're not going to click enter and end up on Mars. So you make a mistake. Do your control Z to undo and figure mm-hmm. out the way. Um, people just are like, they still think Word is a typewriter. I don't know why. Because most yeah. of these kids today never seen one. But they yeah. treat it as if it's one. Um, and I say, you have to think logically. Understand the symbols. You know, understand why... We use the word line instead of a sentence. Why we use the word paragraph? Why do we use absolute and relative addressing in Excel? What are the the defaults when you turn on the software? Just don't go into the software, understand it. And that's where I think I I do better than the normal trainers because they just read from a book. Yep. And they just follow instructions. I don't. When I teach, I go, throw away the book. It's like my mom, when she teach, when she taught me how to make real good Italian sauce or how to make mm-hmm. the right meatballs, there wasn't a recipe book. I didn't even know what a recipe book was or what yeah, a recipe yeah. card was. And she was saying to me in Italian, feel this, touch that, feel that sauce, the salt, you know, feel the moisture in the hand when you're making the meatball. It's not like read the book. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I do with software. Understand when you do this, this is what happens. And this is what mm-hmm. happens in the background. Understand that relative addressing is defaulted. What is it? Let me explain it to you. What is the difference between a simple table and a true table? 
why they're two separate concepts. It's not magic. Is there a reason? And that's what I do. And I say, throw away the manuals. Throw it away. Stop so it. Do, do you think then that, you know, I've written that down, you know, be one with the software. And, and I think that's a great secret to, to mastery. How do you connect that being one with the software to actually understanding what you want the software to do for you? Because I think, you know, a, a lot of people buy a piece of software, they buy it because it's either been recommended to them, it's word of mouth, or it's something right. they feel they need Correct. to have, but they don't really connect it to the purpose do they, that they want to or the, the outcome that they want to achieve. How do you connect that being one with the software to that process of, of being at one with it and, and having that purpose? So I had the, the fortunate um, to see the, the birth of, of software and of PCs. I was yeah. there when they invented it. I, I, you know, I sold computers when I was a kid. I under, I, you learn, I'm a very technical person by nature. I could build things, right? Yeah. But I, a lot of people don't have that skill. So the first thing I do before we just dive into software, I explain what it's defaulted to, okay? Yeah. And I explain the techniques that drive the software. Okay. Then once you understand that, then you can build anything you want to build. Then you understand why you can build table of contents like this, because I show you the tech, why they're in the menu and what happens when you click on it. Let's get to understanding underneath the hood, like the car. Yeah. You have to understand what's underneath the hood, right? You can't, yeah. some people I know, like my kids, they drive aimlessly. They don't know where the oil filter is, what happens with the brake fluid. They don't understand this box, the, where the battery is. How do you drive a car not knowing this stuff, yeah. right? Do you understand what's underneath the hood? Then you're not afraid to drive. Yeah. Then you say, oh, I understand absolute and relative addressing. I can build any formula I want now because I understand than the logistics. And that creates a completely different journey and experience then, doesn't it? It's called confidence. Then yeah. you have confidence in yourself and then you have the ability to drive the software. Yeah, so That's what makes me unique and stand out than the rest of the trainers that are out there. You're going okay. to take notice. And I get that all the time with the compliments. Fabulous. I love the way you talk. I love the way you showed me that. I never understood that. It makes so much sense. The light bulb now is turned on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people have, as you say, that confidence to step forward. So you listeners, by getting to be one with the software, realizing what's under the hood of the software, learning those default settings, as you said, you know, they, all this software comes with default settings. We shouldn't necessarily just accept those default settings. We should use them, build on them, uh, and use it to our advantage. So there you go. Build that confidence. So can I give you one what's under the hood? Mm, yes, sure. Software, when they make new software, they change things on the whim. And you get really upset, like, what happened to Times Roman 12 points? So when you buy Word today, it's Calibri 11 points. Yep. Okay, who came up with that bright idea, right? 11 mm. points. I can't even read 12 points, right? Most people can't. Yeah. And every time you start typing, you decide, okay, I'm, I will change it. You go to your font, you change the Times Roman, you change the 12 points, you type, 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 type. And then later on, it went back to Calibri 11. So half your document yeah. is Calibri. And half, yeah. guys, if you understand, if you right click on the style called normal, which is your normal template, that sets the default. 
If you right click on the normal style, you can modify. You pick Times Roman, you pick 12 points, you pick your spacing the way you want to. And when you choose okay, before you hit the last okay, you want it to upgrade so that all new documents are now following the normal template. So yeah, every yeah. new document will be Times Roman 12 points. And that, and that things, must save a fortune in time. Oh. Yeah. And people go, oh my God, you're a lifesaver. I need to be <laughs> double spacing all the time. Now it's always going to be double spacing Times Roman 12 points and justify it. I go, yes. Yeah. Why do we work hard? We buy <laughs> software to make our life easier, but I see people spending hours going space, 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 space. Yeah, yeah. And I think you, you're right there about people changing the defaults and the updates. I mean, you know, the software we're talking on, Zoom, you know, they change the defaults on that so many times and just leave it alone. But once you go in there and you realize you can change the settings back to how you want them, just, yeah, change it and do it forever. Yeah. So, so that's a great, great tip. And you've, you've mentioned obviously the, the, the Tuesdaystips.com and mentioned the Borg. Where else can people find you and uh, connect with you to see more of what you do and perhaps learn more about how you might be able to help them? Well, if they go to my LinkedIn account, which you may want to tell them what it is. Uh, it's a very long name. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it now. I didn't want to pronounce it. That's why I just called you Anne-Marie. Yeah, Anne-Marie Peony Del Principe. Um, it's, um, I think if I go to LinkedIn, isn't there like another, I think I made a shortcut to that, um, that will help actually uh, give you, I think I changed it so that it will, if you go to masteringsoftwareunlimited.com, you yeah. will see uh, that you can hook up to that. Okay. Also, so masteringsoftwareunlimited.com. Or linkedin.com forward slash masteringsoftwareunlimited. Yeah. And you can find me in both locations. Good. Or just type my name in and they'll find me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's Anne-Marie, no hyphen. And just the, the last name is Del... Principe. 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 And Del so that's D-E-L... P-R-I-N-C-I-P-E. Right. It means of the prince. Ah, Italian. Okay. Great. Not as so, royalty in my life, but yes. <laughs> yes. And masteringsoftwareunlimited.com. So a yep. good good set of ways of people finding uh, finding you and uh, locating you on there. Um, okay. So let's get to the final questions just before we, we wrap this up. And, you know, uh, you've shared some great things here with the listeners, but when's your next coffee going to be and if you could have that coffee in a dream location where would that dream location be being as though most of us are in lockdown as we're recording this we might not be as we're listening to it let's let's hear about a dream location that you would have that coffee i'm going to tell you the exact location and exact street okay it's called belvedere street yeah umbria in a 14th century Tus Umbria home, like a Tuscany home. Yeah. On the hilltops of Umbria with my espresso, because you can't get American coffee up there. Okay. So my espresso sitting and looking at the beautiful landscaping of Umbria, Italy. Uh, in Italy, great. Yeah. And is that sort of inland, on the coast, 
give us a bit of an idea. Well, you know, it's what... kind of inland, yes. Yeah. It's well, well, our family's from the south. Yeah. But yeah. we actually did a uh, a location um, a trip with me and our friends from Australia. They met us yeah. in Rome, and then we took the train up to Umbria. And it was a wonderful 14th century bed and breakfast. Well, well oh. the yeah. and it was just oh, it's just the 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 decor was from the 14th century, and the hilltops, and you can look over and see the sunflowers, and all you hear oh, is nothing but the birds. <laughs> Sounds no, ideal. No way, no buses, yeah, yeah. and it's um, it was beautiful. And I just sat there every morning with my cup of coffee, yeah, just enjoying nature and the wonderful world that we live in, and escape yeah. from the hatred that surround us. And I think you know, there's an old saying, isn't there? And somebody mentioned this to me the other day. Sometimes we we need to remember, and this pandemic has certainly taught us this to be still and the old saying stop and smell the roses stop and sell the sun the sunflowers yeah. yeah 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 so yeah we we need to take time for that so so great so you're giving us lots of things to think about thank you very much thank uh, you for, for being me. on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure you've shared some great tips there listeners this has been part of my mission to help businesses around the globe become more aware and i certainly know we've taken some awareness today we've learned some things about paying it forward and what we should give away in order to get that universal reward back um and some great education as well yeah what we can do being at one with the software and how we can master that software and use it by knowing what's under the hood and of course we've talked about some great coffee too as well and reach out to uh, Anne-Marie connect with her on LinkedIn check out those tuesdaystips.com and remember the two is with the number two and uh, i look forward to having you on the next podcast bye for now thank you and don't forget